This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly, Extra Time, Serie A edition. Week 20 is on the agenda. Days after bottom beat top, but only in the copper. And Achor conceded Otto, a serious case of regression to the mean for the Mexican, who previously looked like he might save Salernitana's season all on his own. We'll talk about him in a second. You're with Dan Roebuck and, as ever, freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Explosive weekend last weekend, Daniele. Napoli's fantastic win against Juventus. Grabbed all the headlines. 5-1 was plus 10,000. I don't think anyone really saw such a dominant display coming, did they? No, because the Juventus were coming on the back of eight clean sheets and eight wins. And Napoli were coming on the back of a defeat against Inter. But... The game unraveled very quickly. Napoli converted the chances. Those chances that Juventus' opposition didn't take in those eight games with a clean sheet that probably uh, confused a little bit of the analyst. So then Juventus didn't have the plan B. Perhaps they didn't have the plan A because, uh, surprisingly, Allegri chose to deploy Chiesa, a right wing back at Cravascelli, a backfire. He didn't trust the young players, but Napoli, statement wins. And I saw a Napoli side that finally they shrug off the fear of being superior and they understood there were nothing to fear against Juventus, only to be brought down to earth by Cremonese in Coppa Italia. That's <laughs> unbelievable in midweek. I mean, just a bit of context in that because it was much changed. Yeah, I think Osimhen came on as a sub, but it wasn't their, their first choice lineup by any stretch of the imagination, Daniel. So people looking for that form shouldn't really buy too much into that. No, because there were 10 changes, only Merit, the goalkeeper, was unchanged. And Napoli had many chances to close the game after going 2-1 up. Uh, Cremonese scored almost at the end. In extra time, Napoli played with the extra man, had chances. Cremonese had one of the best goalkeepers in Serie A, Carnesecchi. Next year, he won't play for Cremonese, for sure, regardless of where they are. And in the end, they lost on penalties. Put it in context, also Inter struggled midweek the previous week against Parma. Those midweek games are difficult, even if you play them at home. And then it started raining. It was almost like a perfect storm in Napoli. It's a good thing, maybe, to get that out of the system for them right now so they can focus, of course, on the league and on Champions League. 
And maybe the Champions League is here as well, which will come around soon enough. That is for sure. Well, we're going to kick off our previews this week with Napoli, who play on Saturday. It's 12 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock local. They take on Salernitana. And Napoli are a short price favourites here. They're minus 375. Salernitana plus 900. Draw plus 485. The over and under mark is set at three and a half goals here. Now, we've talked about uh, Guillermo Ochoa, the Mexican, who's not been on the winning side yet for Stanley Tani. He was certainly unlucky in the first two games. I think he faced, was it 13, 14 shots in the defeat against Atalanta? He conceded eight for the first time in his career, but I think he still made four or five saves, didn't he? I'm not quite sure what to make of him. He's obviously a very good keeper, but the defence of Stanley Tani obviously needs looking at. He can't do it on his own, Daniele. No, he can't. And actually, he saved the, 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 the penalty, the Miners, then scored on the rebound. But chaos in Salerno after the defeat against Atalanta. Davide Nicola was sacked only for 48 hours to have been called back because apparently Iervolino couldn't find a replacement. And then Nicola explained <laughs> everything in a, a Facebook post. What happens basically is that Salernitana this season, or maybe the owner of Salernitana, who in the summer spent 40 millions, they were hoping for a little bit more than just salvation, whereas Nicola thinks salvation would be absolutely enough. So there were some disagreements. But let's not forget, this is a team the last season before hiring Nicola, they were rock bottom. They finished the first round of fixtures with only eight points in the table and then they got saved. This season, they got 10 more points compared to last season. And actually, Napoli only got eight more points. So these are the two most improved teams in Serie A. And... You know, um, they should be they should be fine. They should be absolutely fine. They are conceding a lot of goals. Uh, they are conceding already thirty five goals since the new year. They you know they could have conceded many more against Torino and against Milan. There is a worrying stats at this stage. Last season, Venezia conceded thirty one goals and they got relegated with seventeen points on the table. So they are not there yet. But maybe Salernitana. They've changed a bit the way they play. Last season, I remember Nicola built them on being very solid. They often went up only with one man up front. And now, because they got so much talent, they got the likes of Vilenia, the likes of Dia, uh, Piontek, of course, Scandreva, Nicolussi Caviglia, who they got from Juventus and scored. They're kind of going a little bit gang-ho, but the back line is not getting any better. Fazio had I stinker against the pace of Hoylund and Lukman. So there is the opportunity now for Napoli, who is the best attack, the best away side, of course, and we talked about them very well, you know, to, to, to finish them off very early in this game. Look, again, the numbers don't lie. Napoli got 47 points. They could finish the Girone di Andata with 50 points. The record in Serie A is 102 points. Juventus, of course, under Conte. Last season, Milan won the league with 86 points. Even if Napoli dropped the level a little bit, 10%, they will, they will be well above 90 points. We talked about we talk about Spalletti, we talk about Cravascelli, we talk about Osimhen is the top goal scorer. But I think the real difference has been made by Spalletti by improving some of those players like Mario Rui, ten assists, Elmas, five goals and one assist, Lobotka, who last season were fringe players. So that's where they have improved. Let's go to the picks. I think Napoli are going to win it. I'm going to bounce back from the disappointment in midweek. They are way stronger than Salernitana. I know last season they only won one nil at the Arechi. The return game was 4-1 for Napoli. Napoli win and over 3.5 goals because now Salernitana with their old new manager, Nicola, but they might still going gang-ho. <laughs> Maybe they score a goal against Napoli. Uh, over 3.5 goals and win for Napoli plus 170. 
I think this is a really good price. An awful lot of the metrics look towards goals. And obviously we're backing Napoli to win. We don't want to back them at minus 375, but over three and a half goals. And Napoli to win plus 170. Really good selection, that one. Let's move on to Sampdoria against Udinese. This is Sunday, early start for US better, 6.30 a.m., 12.30 local. Sampa plus 2.55. Udinese are the favourites here, plus 110. Draw, plus 2.55. Little bit of a surprise that Udinese are favourites. I guess it's because Sampa are in the relegation zone. But Udinese are in no form at all, Daniele, at the moment. No, because no wins in 10. Uh, and this is the worst winless streak since May 2018. They are five points more compared to last season due to the strong start of the season when they looked one of the fittest teams perhaps in Europe. But now that the form kind of deserted them, they look less fit. Maybe it's a lack of fitness. Maybe it's a lack of creativity. Deulofeo has been missing for the last three, four games. No surprise, they're not creating a lot against Bologna. They create more chances. They were not clinical enough, but then Ligi at the back, sloppy mistakes, and you know they ended up losing. The Lofeo should be at least on the bench for this one. Away from home, they are unpredictable. Udinese, three wins, three draw, three defeats, 12 scored, 12 conceded. So really, really difficult to predict. And Sampdoria, a chaotic game against Empoli. What worries me, which they lost, by the way, which worries me about Sampdoria is that they look desperate already on match day 19. They look like it's on the last game of the season. And they end up making silly mistakes, even against Empoli. It was a calm game. Then they continue from a corner. The last 25 minutes was chaotic. They throw the kitchen sink. To be fair, they had equalizing stoppage time with Audero, the goalkeeper, going to the opposite box, providing the key pass, Colley scored, and then the VAR for a foul by Lammers brought it back. I think they should have, the goal should have stood. But it's the chaos. It's the disorganization. It's players shooting from 30 meters and you know going on a solo run. And you can say, you can tell Stankovic is getting more and more frustrated. The, the guile is there, the fight is there, but there is not the cool head. So it's they're gonna be it's gonna be difficult this one. But obviously they're gonna look at this one and say this is a must-win game, considering we only got nine points on the table. I'm gonna go for um I mean I call it a decaf double chance. So it's an Asian handicap plus <laughs> 0 0.25 plus 108. Why is it decaf? Because if they draw, you only win half your stake. Unless if you go for <laughs> an half chance, you got both. So it's a Sandori Asian handicap plus 0 0.25 plus 108. If Sandoria wins, you win. If they draw, you win half a stake if they lose. Yeah, never ever order a decaf in Italy. That's what I would suggest because you're getting chased out of the bar. Um, <laughs> uh, Delefeo, incidentally, nice stat. 40% uh, winning uh, strike rate uh, when he's in the team. They haven't won when he has not played. I know it's a small sample size and he might be on the bench and Dad only points out, but he's, he's been a big miss for Udinese. But you're right. This is a game that Sam really need uh, to win. Asian handicap there, plus two, uh, plus uh, quarter ball, obviously. Uh, that double result, plus 108. Uh, let's move on to Sunday, 6 p.m. Uh, local midday Eastern time for Spezia against Roma. Uh, Spezia plus 370. Roma a minus 134 here. The draw plus 260 over and under. Minus 105 over two and a half, minus 130 for under two and a half. Roma did the double over Spezia last season. If results go their way, they could be in the Champions League places after the weekend. Certain things have got to happen uh, for that. Uh, Daniele, what do you like in this game? In this one, I think uh, Roma will win it, but he won't win it by a high, high margin. So I'm going to go for a Roma win and under 4.5 goals with doubles your stake plus 100. So a 3-1 win for Roma, for example, will win you 
twice the stake that you bet. Glimpses of good football in Roma-Fiorentina. Mm, the link-up, Abram, Dybala for both goals was good. A few uh, good actions up front. Not enough for me to say that this Roma is being convincing. Actually, I think Fiorentina played the better football, but obviously they were with 10 men and they couldn't do uh, much. But if Dybala is in form, three goals so far in 2023, 10 goals in total, and Abram is a little bit more confident already in one goal and assist in the new year, Roma can look up to the future and think things good things will come. We are still waiting for uh, the best Daniel, of course. Roma never had Wijnaldum, there have been other injuries, but despite all the problems, they are minus four on Milan, the champions, and they got three more points than last year. Are they playing bad, better than last year? No, but they got a very experienced manager, good manager, that is able to find the solutions and, you know, a credit to a credit due, I think, fourth, uh, fourth to fifth clean sheet in Serie A so far. Rui Patricio didn't have a save to make against Fiorentina, who were coming on a good scoring form. Spezia, best Spezia in terms of results we ever seen in Serie A because they are unbeaten in five. That's the best streak ever. And they got the second top scorer in Serie A, Zola, nine goals, scored the penalty. They won the game at Torino, deservedly, I must say. Five more points compared to last season. And Luca Gotti has been really, really clever. He's made them solid, hard to beat with a 5-3-2, but without depriving them of the creativity of Giasia Gudelo. And of course, restoring the trust in Zola, who Thiago Motta last season completely froze out. Look, in the last few years, we saw Spezia playing better under Italiano and Zola, but this is much more effective and can create chances. And actually, there is a stat I like a lot. Goal difference at home is plus one for Spezia. Six draw. Often they do score. Midweek, by the way, they go to Rome to play Lazio, of course. But I'm sure they're going to make changes for this one. Despite all of that, I think Rome is going to win. And it's going to win comfortably, but not too with a, in, a, in, a, in a goal fest. Let's say under 4.5 goals, and Roma win plus one. Plus 100, maybe something similar to Roma from last weekend, a comfortable professional 2-0 win. 14 times from 25 games Roma have managed to win this season. Every one of those wins has been under four and a half goals. If you're playing at plus 100, that is a value play. Uh, now then, Inter against Empoli is on Monday, 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. All the games, of course, streamed on the Bet Rivers app, so you can watch this one. Um, Daniela, you said last week that they would make heavy weather of their game against Verona. You were spot on. An expected goal metric of just 0.7, their lowest of the domestic season, but they still got the job done. They are in action uh, tonight. We're recording on Wednesday in Saudi in the Super Cup against City rivals Milan. Uh, what are your thoughts on Inter at the moment? Do you think that the Super Cup game will affect them one way or the other, whether they win or whether they lose? What do you think going into this game against Empoli? I think... Uh... Inter had, had a good season, an okay season, but nothing spectacular so far. Let's not forget they emerged from the group of death of the Champions League with Barcelona and Bayern Munich. So this has to be taken into account and they had a few injuries to deal with. Uh, they're not being spectacular because they've scored less goals than last season. The stats don't lie. Ten less goals scored compared to last season at this stage in Serie A. The impact of Lukaku has been pretty much uh, nil, null. So this is the problem with Inter. They seem like unfinished business. But of course, in terms of depth of the squad, they are stronger than Milan and Juventus and they should be the real challenger to Napoli. Now, I think the Super Cup between Inter and Milan is going to leave some scars, physical and mental. 
these are tough games. I think it's a game bang on in the middle of the week in winter with a trip to Riyadh and back. They're going to be tired. I don't think it's going to be a spectacular game. It might go to, to, to extra time. They're going to be tired. By the way, last season, Inter played the Super Cup right in the same, pretty much in the same period of the year. Won to Juventus in the extra time. Following game, went to Bergamo, did did nil-nil. Then they won 2-1 against Venezia. Normally, they do struggle with these midweek games in um, in January. Uh, but, you know, the last 10 games for Inter have been decent in Serie A. Eight wins, one draw, one defeat to uh, Juventus at home. They're good. They are one point behind Napoli in the home side, in the home, in the home uh, standings, second best defense. Yeah, they're going to get a few injury players back, probably Barella from the start, perhaps even uh, Brozovic. And now they play an Empoli side which won against Sampdoria in strange fashions. Maybe the, the point would have been the fair result. Again, Empoli saved by one of the most outstanding goalkeepers in Serie A, Viviano. Bayern Munich are interested in him. I'm not surprised. Again, like Carnesecchi, he's not going to stay at Empoli for much longer. Last season was outstanding as well. Empoli are not set up to defend. They are not set up to, uh, to hold on to the lead. They are a very young, inexperienced, sometimes naive team. They are set up to control the ball, to try to attack and, and create. That's what they did in the second half against Lazio. If they sit back and defend, they get swamped. They won't do that at Milan. I think the fact they're going to be rested and not playing in, in midweek is going to help them. They might lose, but I don't think they're going to get trashed by any stretch of imagination. For this reason, I'm going to go for a nation handicap. Plus 175 for Empoli, uh, which uh, pays, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think minus 117. Uh, if if I'm not wrong, because which means if they lose by two goals, you still you basically you're retaining half of your stake. You lose half your stake. So for you to lose the entire stake, Empoli needs to lose three nil, four one, five two. It's a bit unlikely. It is unlikely because Empoli have got a good record. They're unbeaten in four, 14, uh, 15 of the 19 in all competitions. This bet wins this season with Play. And you're absolutely right with Inter because we saw off the back of their win over Napoli, they go and draw with Monza the very next game. So it's going to be interesting. They're in Saudi tonight and this is the weekend I think you get with Empoli somehow and plus 1.75 on the Asian handicap could be the way. Inter, incidentally, very short just to win the game at minus 400. Empoli a plus 900. If you want to take a flyer on the draw, plus 520. We're with Empoli here. Now then, to finish off, we've got a parlay. Uh, three games that we haven't talked about and various different ways that you're going to get involved in this one. Uh, talk us through this, Daniel. Okay, let's start with uh, with the first one is Juventus Atalanta. Atalanta had a pick both to score. Juventus, we, we mentioned before, they cracked under pressure. Napoli uh, took the chances. The, now the question is what Allegri is gonna do? Is he gonna uh, stay stick or twist with the same with the same players? Is he gonna introduce the young players, Fagioli and Meretti, that help him so much? recover a few points which he left out against uh, uh, Napoli. I think Juventus need the vigor, they need the, the, they need the, the, the youth, youthfulness of Fagioli and Miretti. Look, despite all the bad things about Juventus, they are still plus six points compared to last season, but only scored two goals more. So you can see easily what the problems unsolved have been. Against Atalanta, they risk because Atalanta are a quick side, are a very young side. Hoylund and Lukman up top look a very good partnership. I think Gasperini has found the balance. And they also is getting the best of Boga, Jeremy Boga, who last season kind of got a bit lost. 
But Atalanta only kept one clean sheet in the last 10. So let's not forget the old problems still remain. Uh, unbeaten in five games against Juventus, Atalanta, by the way. So for this one, I went for Juventus, Atalanta, both to score. Okay, that's the first leg. Second leg of the parlay is... Bologna Cremonese win for the home side Bologna in this case Cremonese sack the manager Alvini still no wins in Serie A but with Ballardini they got the 2-2 and the winning penalties at the Maradona <laughs> Ballardini an old guy I mean you know Ballardini he always comes and goes get sacked get called but interesting stuff on Ballantini achieved salvation said 7 out of 10 times he took a team in the middle in of the season Last year, Salernitana had eight points in the table at this stage. Cremonese only got seven points. But they're never going to get saved, Cremonese, this season if they think they can outscore oppositions. Never, ever in a million years. They need to be solid at the back, concede very few goals, make the most of the great goalkeeper they got, Carnesecchi, and try perhaps even to play with one up front. But can they do that? Can they alter their DNA without significant investment in the January transfer market, I don't think so. Bologna, great win at Udine, even without Arnautovic, even without Barrow. Similar numbers to last season if you look at points and goals scored, but it feels like they're playing better this season. They won five of the last eight. I think they're going to win this one. Might be scraping it 1-0, but it's a win for Bologna. So that's my second selection. Okay, that's the second pick of the parlay. It's a three-team parlay or three-match parlay. Uh, the last one is Lazio-Milan. What do you like in this one? In this one, I like the double chance for Lazio 1x. So that's either a win for uh, Sarri's men or a tie because uh, I think Lazio are a very balanced team, a very organized team. They kept another clean sheet against Sassuolo. Uh, and this is the, this is the team that... Uh, defensively has improved the most. They conceded 18 goals less compared to last season. Last season at this stage, they conceded 33. So far, only 15, nine clean sheet. And I think it's a side that has, has been able to, to give top sides really something to think about. They beat Inter, they beat Roma. They are strong. Obviously, there is a downside for Lazio. They lost Immobile against Sassuolo. He's injured. He's not going to be there. And without him, three wins, three defeats. When it comes to Milan... Is not only the fact that they play midweek in Riyadh against Inter. Is not only the fact that new signings basically have got no impact whatsoever. Is also some of the old guards like the Tio Hernandez, who by the way came back from the World Cup in a in, in an awful form. Tomori, Calabria, they are not con- they're not they're not contributing as much. Still without Mike Magnan as well against Lecce, they got back into the game, but. They should have they should have lost, I think. Lecce should have scored a couple of goals more in the in the first half. So really worrying for Milan after the 2-2 against Roma. I don't think they're gonna get three points here. It might be a, it might be a draw. So one X, one X, double chance, that's your tie. All together the parlay, Juventus Atalanta, both to score, Bologna Cremonese, Bologna win, and Lazio Milan, double chance, one X for the home side, plus five eighteen. Plus 518, it's a nice parlay. And we should point out as well, the last leg of it is on Tuesday evening, 2.45 Eastern time. So we're spreading our bets for the parlay. Obviously, if the first two come in, you can maybe hedge your bets a little bit. Depends how you see it. Right, let's uh, take a look at the handicappers table. I will recap, myself and Daniele will recap all the selections for you in just a sec. But we can let you know 
exactly how the Betting Weekly Handicappers League looks at the moment. You can see that Liga are still doing very well, plus 14.70. Likewise, Premier League Serie A, plus 10.06, going very nicely indeed. Champions League, plus 6.41. Primera Liga, plus 3.77. La Liga, minus 7.33. And Europa League, yet to restart there, minus 7.67. So that's the Betting Weekly Handicappers League table. If you're following Daniele over the course of the season, a very healthy 10 points profit. So let's recap those um, selections for you, the parlay, the treble, get your pens and paper ready, scribble it down, get your iPhones out. Parlay plays around about plus 518 at the moment. Juventus, Atalanta, both teams to score. Bologna, Cremonese, Bologna to win. Lazio, Milan, Lazio or, or tie is the selection. Um, in the game between Inter and Empoli, we're going Empoli on the Asian handicap plus 175. When it comes to the Spezia Roma game, we like Roma to win under four and a half goals. It's about plus 100 at the moment. Sampa against Udinese. Uh, Sampdoria on the Asian handicap plus a quarter, plus 0.25. is around about plus 108 when it comes to the price. And finally, Salernitana Napoli. Napoli to win and under three and a half goals. Probably my favourite of the lot, plus 170. And on Napoli, Daniele, the nine points clear at the top. I mean, it, it, are we getting into... The territory of the Scudetto is theirs to lose, or are we not there just yet? What's the general feeling with Napoli after that big win when it comes to the title race over Juventus last week? I mean, in, in the history of Serie A, but also the major European leagues, bigger leads have been lost than nine points. So it's very, very early, but uh, it's about really for the other teams to try to match up what Napoli have done in the first 18 fixtures. One defeat two draws. I mean, can they do it? Can Milan and Inter and Juventus do it? I'm not sure. I mean, it's really, even if Napoli drops a few points, as they will do, I'm sure, I don't think they're going to go above 95, 96 points, which is a lot, which is an awful lot. Can the other teams do it? It's it's yet to be seen. So uh, I think they started the league really, really, really well. But of course, there is a lot to play for and also there are the cup competitions. Milan, Inter and Napoli are in the cup competition. So is Juventus. And you might argue Napoli have got the most favourable draw in the Champions League with Eintracht Frankfurt. So they could go on even further. Perhaps Inter could as well. But that could play a part as well. But really, I will be really surprised if Inter and Milan can rack up so many points in the next 20 fixtures. I think that is key. I think it's not necessarily all to do with Napoli. It's the fact that there doesn't appear to be a natural challenger, a challenger that's in really good form, that might have had a poor start, that he's now flying on all th- cylinders. Juventus could have been that with all those wins, but suddenly they come unstuck. And I think you're right, because they're a little bit lucky in a number of those clean sheets. We will see what happens, of course, with Napoli, and we will plot it over the course of the season. We'll keep you informed, and hopefully we'll keep you in profit as well. Daniele, pleasure as always. Uh, we'll speak again next week. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. We're going to be back ahead of Week 20. Make sure uh, you're across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. See you later. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.